And welcome everyone. On a Wednesday, we're coming to you live in studio, which means my home, and a March 25th edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am your host. I am Adrian. I am Walker. I am whatever you feel like calling me. And once again, we're not quarantined just yet, but I figure it's a Wednesday. It's time for my show, and we're going to do a little bit of things differently. Uh, the last show you heard was the I Got Nothing show with my sister Ann Walker. Now it's time to do something a little bit different. I'm going to bring in a good friend of mine. Been friends since 1994. I know you millennials probably don't catch it, but we've been good friends. And I think it's time to introduce him to my show. He's my best friend in the world, a person I can speak with, a person that we can go without years for talking and pick back up right where we left off at. I hope, I, I pray. Uh, I'd like to introduce, this is my best friend in the whole world, uh, Mike Melkor. Hi, Mike. How's it going, man? We've been friends for about as long as some of these people are listening about live, I think. That's pretty damn scary. But yeah, well, yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, Michael and I go way back. I'll give you a little brief little history. Uh, back when we all worked for a living, uh, I worked for a movie theater. I moved myself along with some friends over to Daytona Beach. Worked at the AMC Theaters, and uh, I stumbled upon him and his friends. We're talking wrestling. As you know, I'm a huge wrestling nerd, and I interjected myself into the conversation. Lo and behold, fast forward 20 or so years later, we're still best friends to talk about wrestling. Matter of fact, he works for a wrestling promotion called Ohio Valley Championship Wrestling. We will definitely touch upon that. But first things first, Mike is from Virginia, and uh, how are things holding up over there? Um, no championship, by the way. Just Ohio Valley Wrestling. OVW. Um, which really hasn't done a damn thing. I mean, the state of Kentucky is under lockdown, so is Indiana, pretty much. So, I mean, feel free to visit us on YouTube. OVW TV, we're there. Um, we're kind of just doing recap stuff right now. Uh, we're getting audiences caught up to speed on who's who and what's what. Because despite the fact that we cannot do any shows live with any kind of crowd at the moment, we are still premiering on national television on YouTube America, Friday, April 3rd. Uh, nice. And we're having to get ready for that. So, yeah, we're getting ready for that. <laughs> okay, so, 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 so what do you do, you know, in OVW? I mean, like, what is your role? Um, I guess kind of a jack of all trades. Um, I manage and do some posting for the website, bovwrestling.com. I edit together some of the shows in post-production. Um, I shoot some of the shows when we have shows going on. I'm either on camera or I'm running audio, um, playing the music for the guys coming out as well as making sure everybody, the ring announcer, the commentators, you name it, the crowd, even everybody sounds okay, the levels are right. Um, they can handle the website, I do handle quite a bit of the social media. Um, I'm actually also a teacher for the Al Snow Wrestling Academy, the only, only, I love saying that, only accredited pro wrestling trade school on the planet where I teach social media and marketing. So, there's actually quite a bit I do for them. 
addition, did I mention this is addition to like my actual job working in IT for Young Grant? See, you do everything. This is why it's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you. And what's what's really odd is I know we're gonna go back in time a little bit, um, but I know back then when we had our intense love for wrestling, you know, we talked about being a wrestler, and I actually wrestled for a bit, you know. And now you're working with OVW, doing a whole lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I had no idea existed, you know. And I'm more envious of the fact that you have this opportunity and you're doing something you love versus me when I actually did the wrestling, when I did the graps. Um, how long have you been doing it and what do you think of it so far and you know what you know what kind of changes have been going on since the whole virus thing started? Um, I'll take this in order. <laughs> A few days shy of 11 months. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm I'm one of those cats, you know, like you said, we talked about our love, you know, of wrestling going way back for both of us, even before we met, you know, this was a thing that was in our blood, both of us, which is why when we met, we couldn't drop the hell up to each other because, you know, it was just, <laughs> you know, once you pop, you can't stop, you know how it goes, <laughs> so, you know, but even with that love always there, I always, because I've heard countless people from my wife on down the line, everybody was like, oh my God, you love wrestling so much. Have you ever thought about being a wrestler? No. Not only no, mind you, but no. Because I know what you've done, I respect. Because I, I know, or at least I have an idea. I don't know, no, because I haven't done it. But the reason I'm not going to do it because I have an idea how much that stuff hurts. And I know full well, I am not built for that. <laughs> I am not built to take a constant feeding day in and day out. It's not, no, I just know that's not for me. So doing this end of it, what I'm doing the behind the scenes, doing the digital stuff and all that, I, I love it. I, that's, this is where I would like to be. I have zero desire. Once upon a time I did, but now I have zero desire to be in front of a camera. The closest I probably want to get would be like a commentator. But even then, it's not. If I get the chance, that's great. If not, it ain't the end of the world. I'm happy hanging back doing what I'm doing behind the scenes. People don't have to know who I am. Being involved in it is fine. And right now, to move to question number three, because I'm long-winded, imagine that. <laughs> um, as far as how we're handling it, you know, like I've said before, right now, we, until at least April 4th, and I'm sure that's going to change, we, being based in the state of Kentucky and following a very stringent boxing and wrestling commission, we are following the protocols of not just the commission, but the state, government, local government, federal, you name it. We're pretty much taking our cues from them. And our cue right now is we are on lockdown. You know, we the recommendation, we all know, is no more than 10 people in one place. Well, that pretty much kills a wrestling show if you can't draw a crowd, right? Absolutely. So, right. So, you know, it's like I said before, we're working on 
you know, kind of some package shows. We are getting ready to debut on national TV the first time OVW in its 27-year existence has ever gone national. Well, and we're kind of in a tough position because we can't have a show to go national with. So what we're having to do is go back in our library, pull some clips, and tell the stories that we've been telling to get people familiar with who they're going to see on their screen in the ring once we are able to go back to, you know, having shows again. It's, it's interesting. It's a tough, it's an interesting time, no matter who you are, but... You know, the bread and butter of a wrestling company is being able to put on live shows. And when you cut that off, you kind of got to get creative. So that's what we're doing. Oh, wow. Now, see, I really, I really can't even imagine the behind-the-scenes stuff and what you go through and how hard you work. And, of course, I apologize because I said Virginia, and it's actually Kentucky. So that's you know definitely my bad. Um, what is... Don't feel bad. I didn't even catch it. You said Virginia, so we'll call it even. <laughs> what is the stress level, you know, versus... You know, I, I, and of course, of course, I don't need to know how much you know you're you're making and stuff like that. But what is the stress level versus the pay, you know, that you've been doing the past eleven months with OVW? I think the easiest way to put it, because this is this is a real thing. This is something I have had to do. Imagine post-producing and putting together an entire tele- one-hour television and having a 48-hour deadline to do it because that is when it is due to the station. Oh, wow. Hopefully that answers your question because that's really, I think, the best explanation I can give. No, that works for me. You know, and and as you're doing this job, <clears throat> and you have the support of friends and family, of course. Where do you see yourself, you know, in this company moving forward? I mean, what do you have a particular goal that you want to do, or are you content with doing what you're doing right now? I'm. I mean, I think kind of what I'm doing now only maybe at a larger scale, a larger level, because, I mean, there's going to be, and I think that's really going to be how it plays out, because we're going to have, um, you know, we're growing. Like I said, we're going on national TV. We just, at the beginning of the year, started a second, um, a second show that we run on Saturday mornings, kind of a recap show with some original matches and stuff like that. So we have at least two TV shows out there, one of those going to a national platform. We've been steadily growing, and don't see it stopping anytime soon. So there's always going to be stuff like that, it feels like, for me to do. And there's going to be a lot of it for me to do. So I wouldn't mind settling into just one role, or at least <laughs> keeping it two, rather than the three or four that I have now. I mean, which is fine. I'm not, there are no complaints about that whatsoever. But just being mainly doing the website or mainly doing social media, mainly doing production. I love that to take the shows after the fact. Any of those, you know, that I could settle into regularly, I would be all for. 
and it kind of don't even really matter to me which one at this point, I don't think. Whatever's clever, as they say. Uh, hey, as, as long as you're happy, as long as you have support that you need, everything is fine. You know, this will be kind of a wrestling heavy show that we're going to do. And for those of you who aren't wrestling fans, yeah. that is wonderful. By the way, yeah. yeah. By the way, yes. No, I was just, you're like, this is a wrestling heavy show. I'm like, yeah, by the way, if you all haven't picked up on that yet, yes, it is. <laughs> I almost, I can almost, I don't feel so bad now about unloading, you know, your introduction you were talking about. You know, I'm here live in the studio than my home. I'm like, oh, man. How cool would that be to bring back live from the studio, apartment? <laughs> See how many people out there get that one. Oh, I mean, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, just a few. Hopefully, just a few. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit. We're gonna go back to you know a couple of years where we met each other, and I love her wrestling. Uh, well, I, I, I take that back. Not the love of wrestling, because it's always been there, like you said. Uh, you know, just just our friendship, you know, blossomed because of the whole wrestling thing. You know, um, I can harken back to going over to your house at two something in the morning to watch ECW wrestling. You know, me, you, Scott, and a couple other people, stuff like that. From that to going to a WCW show in Daytona Beach. I don't know if you remember some of that stuff like that. To one. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I just said I was just agreeing. I'm like, yep, I yep, I remember all that. Every bit of it. <laughs> to to one of my to one of my favorite memories of you is uh, you know for those for those of you who are trying to get a visualization of, of you know of of uh, myself and my best friend Mike working in a movie theater with polyester vest polyester pants sweating over popcorn and stuff like that in Daytona Beach during Bike Week BCR Spring Break all that fun stuff like that one of my best memories of you is during the heyday of Shawn Michaels and uh, you had a tape recorder you came in you burst through the doors of the AMC theaters with a tape recorder blaring Shawn Michaels sexy boy with your hand up in the air as you strutted to the employee room that was one of the best memories out there and and for those of you who are listening who does who does not know what the hell I'm talking about Go to YouTube, look up Shawn Michaels theme music, "Sexy Boy," and picturing, a, and picturing you know a worker with his hand raised in the air in the fist, strutting all the way to the employee back room, listening to "Sexy Boy," and then announcing as he leaves, Shawn Michaels has left the building. That was one of the best memories about you ever, and you did it on more than one occasion. Oh. Yeah, because that was, oh, I, I love messing with those people. That was fun. Yeah, I love doing stuff like that. As, you know, like I said, I never really wanted to get in the ring, but always loved the pageantry of it. As you could tell, walking into work with the wrestler's theme music playing behind me, because that, because that, that, that was fun. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, no shame whatsoever. And, of course, you know, I'm going to tell a little few anecdotes here and there. And, of course, I ask you a couple. But, um, you know, one, one of the prime uh, highlights of my time in Daytona Beach, you know, was the weird stories, the weird, the weird experiences we had working for a movie theater. Um, you know, I'll shout out a couple of names and I'll get your reaction. Um, you remember uh, Chad Campbell, for example. I guess I shouldn't say last name, but it really doesn't matter because he, he doesn't listen. But... Uh, uh, and, 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 yeah, yeah we're, we're refreshing my memory. 
do you remember when uh, Chad Campbell had his uh, truck parked out back and I think it was an, uh, someone's boyfriend splattered like uh, like broth or spaghetti on his truck or something like that? Kinda. I think so. Well, I'll, I'll definitely... I, I know you vaguely remember it, but long story short, uh, some people are all back talking to Chad. No, no, Chad Vanostal, I think. Anyhow, I doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, an angry boyfriend poured stew on his truck because he thought he was hitting on his girlfriend who worked at the movie theater, which was Ann Leverton, I believe. Mm, okay. Now this, okay, yeah. Now this sounds more familiar. Now I know, what, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And Chad caught him, made him clean it up. But um, no, what, what was what was one of your uh, you know favorite uh, little stories working at movie theater you know at, at that time with us? Oh, one of my favorite stories there was the greatest to this day the greatest practical joke I have ever pulled. And it was completely on the spot. Do tell. Completely improvised. You were Evan, one of your friends. And <laughs> yes. Patrick. And Patrick used to kind of play off of each other like they were a couple. Yes. So to speak. And the one girl there, Elaine, was, I guess, a little concerned about this. <laughs> so, one night... We're in the back, the prep area. We're getting ready for the next rush. So we're trying to get popcorn made. We're getting hot dogs. We're getting all the good nacho cheese sauce made, all this stuff. And Elaine calls Patrick over. You know, they're sitting there making nachos. And Elaine's questioning Patrick about his relationship with Evan. And Patrick just has a good laugh at this. He's like, no, we're just playing around. It's a joke, Elaine, relax. But she's convinced there's more to it there, you know, because they were convincing, you know, but she is, she is convinced there is something else going on with them and that it's not right. And I'm sitting there watching this, just about most everybody, like most everybody else there, is watching all this unfold. This is entirely too entertaining. So they're going, you know, she's needling them. And finally, there comes a point where she's like, well, I just, this whole thing with you and Evan, I just, I think it's silly. Then I struck. I walk right in between them. Now, mind you, there are cameras back there, so management can see what we're doing. So they can see this too. Most of our coworkers, including management, is watching when I walk in between them, and I look at Elaine, and I said, Elaine, you know what I think is silly about this whole thing? She says, what's that? I turn, I kiss Patrick dead on his mouth. I turn back to her and I say, I think it's silly that you suspect it's Evan. <laughs> and left the room. I remember Elaine also. I really do remember that. I remember, um, I remember one time where the head boss, Brenda, and I know that name strikes a chord. Uh, Brenda was our general manager. And I remember one morning coming into work, and she, I think she pulled me aside and pulled Evan or Tosh aside. Uh, we'll get to that later. And uh, she pulled me aside and let her know that she'd be running in and out of the office because she had a UTI. 
exactly. <laughs> and uh, man, your phone loves you. And uh, every few seconds, she run out of the office wearing high heels, slipping and sliding through the hallway to run to the bathroom. And one time, she literally ran over a kid. Didn't even bother to stop and check the, to check and see if he was okay. Just to run to the bathroom. And granted, I yeah, granted, it wasn't a funny haha, but I mean, we were you know young kids in our twenties, and that was really hilarious to laugh at. Um, yeah, now not so much. Then oh, it was awesome. Of course, you know we saw a couple other you know strange things. Do you remember? Do you remember, uh, do you remember Melanie? Or, or were you there for Melanie? Or, or about Amy? The name? The name's, well, she was, um... No, we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let that one go, because that's a whole other sensitive, sensitive topic. Um, do you remember Amy Jo Smith? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Amy, I remember. <laughs> yes, and how she cannot work after 8 p.m. because her daddy does not want her working after dark. Um, she was a very, very interesting country bumpkin. That had a crush on me, surprisingly enough, and it was really scary. Um, do you remember, guys, we, we, we had something we did, um, I think it was, like, after midnight, we would, uh, watch movies before they would come out. That's one of the perks for working at the movie theater. And Mitch would put together the films, and we watch them. Do you remember Boys on the Side? I don't know if I, I, that one I do not. Uh, I remember, the two of them I remember for very different reasons. Pulp Fiction. Should be obvious. Obviously. Why I remember that one. <laughs> the other one I remember. Oh, well, actually, there's two more I remember because they were both awful. One of them I left. Um, what was that? Just Cause. <laughs> oh wow. With Sean Connery and I forget. It's a pretty good little mystery. Right up until the end, where they were doing the whole typical big budget car chase thing. Right. And I remember, plainly and clearly, watching the street because they're on this draw bridge and the bridge is going up. I'm like, if they jump that bloody bridge, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> they did. And so did I. <laughs> You're like, done? <laughs> and it was like only five or ten minutes left. And I remember people like, there was only five minutes left. I'm like, I don't care. I'm sorry. They, they, they jumped the bridge. They jumped the shark. It sucked. I'm leaving. <laughs> Oh, see, I, see, I remember Boys on the Side for a different reason. Uh, we all watched it after midnight, and I think it was all the employees, and it was myself, Tosh, Evan, and Ryan. Of course, you remember Ryan. And, oh, yes. And, uh, you know, the whole... He was the, in the Hurt Locker, by the way. Really? I didn't know that. I, yeah. He's, it's a bit part of the small thing, but he's there. He is in the Hurt Locker. He no shit. He a careful eye out for him. Huh, I have to go back and see that. Yeah. So, we're all watching the movie, and the movie's horrible. It's uh, Drew Barrymore, Whoopi Goldberg, blah, blah, blah. So, the main the main uh, climax of the movie was... I think I remember hearing about this, but go on. <laughs> the, the main character was dying of cancer. And Whoopi Goldberg was singing a song as, you know, the lady was in a wheelchair looking frail. The camera pans around the room... So after it pans one full circle, she's not in the chair. So of course the imagery is that you know she's passed away. So Tosh, in his infinite wisdom, 
says, Whoa, she died? Oh, I didn't know that. So all of us, like, you know, teenage boys are start laughing. Little did we know, um, our other uh, associate, Christine, Christine's boyfriend's mother died of cancer. So Christine's boyfriend comes plodding down the aisle, looks at me, and says, and I quote, if you, have a, if you have a problem with this movie, you have a problem with me, let's go outside and take it outside. Now, this is 2 o'clock in the morning, movie was over, and I get challenged to a fight over something I had no idea what was it about. So, me being angry black man in my trench coat, we all go outside, and the moment I step outside, Christine's boyfriend drives away. And Christine and I had heat for the rest of the for the rest of my tenure there at working at AMC theaters, and we were the best of friends for the longest time. So that's one of the little stories I remember about that too. I do remember that now. Yeah, that's that one I was not there for. But yeah, I remember hearing about that. Oh yes, it was it was definitely interesting. I mean, and we had so much stuff that went on at the movie theater. I mean, we made a whole lot of you know we made very good friendships and very good enemies and we've threatened we've thrown things around a movie theater we got in a whole lot of trouble and i think we had some fun times there i mean what, what else do you remember about there granted yes it's over 20 years ago but what else do you remember i remember i remember the oj chase happening coming into work and seeing it happen because we had a little tv set up back in the break room and thinking it was the funniest thing I had ever seen. Not, mind you, not anything to do with OJ or anybody died or nothing like that. The reason I thought this was so knockdown, down, drag out, hilarious, and part of me still does, I'm not gonna lie, is the image it brought to mind was the, like the old Warner the Looney Tunes cartoons. So they had like eight or nine neon signs pointing to the bad guy's secret hideout. That's what it made me think of. And that mental image just put me on the floor in laughter. And Tosh and a couple other people were looking at me like, this is you all right? And I'm like, I'm fine. This is great. I'm glad we got popcorn here because it's a movie theater. Hand me some. This is excellent. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, for, for us being, you know, in, in, a, in our early early to mid-20s working in the movie theater, that was actually a pretty fun job for what it was. You know, I mean, you're granted, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, granted the paint was crappy, you know, but the people were entertaining, and, and, and the movies we get to watch were, you know, were actually pretty decent. Um, yeah. Um, to borrow a phrase from one of my closest friends, <laughs> mainly you, I don't want to break into continuity here, but... We probably are actually leaving for the park, which I know sounds weird because I said we were on lockdown. But the state stay-at-home, the state, the state shelter-in-place order, stay-at-home order, does allow people to leave for outdoor activities for health reasons. So we're going to go take a walk. Oh, gotcha. Because it's actually nice out. So. Well, uh, we will. Con- well, I mean, we will conclude this interview for right now, and we will uh, have part two up and going. So, yeah, so pretty much. Uh, yeah, we got to do a part two because we've only scratched the surface, man. Exactly. I mean, you know, this has to continue. So, what we're gonna do? Uh, I'll hang up with you for now, and I'll finish out the show, and we're gonna schedule part two for next week because we have so many stories back then, and actually stories now we need to tell. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, y'all just yeah, y'all just heard. This is like the prelude 
I think. I don't even know if we've got the chapter one yet, but we will. We have to. Uh, but but but, uh, but before you leave us and go to the park with the family, because once again that's ultra important, go ahead and uh, give me your links one more time. I mean, people really want to know what you do and to follow OVW and to really get into it and give it a shot. I mean, where would they go? Um, look for OVW TV on YouTube. Look for Overdrive on YouTube. OVWrestling.com. Um, OV Wrestling on Twitter. Ohio Valley Wrestling on Instagram. And I think that's about it. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you go enjoy time with your family. I'll carry on the show. Uh, we'll do part two next week, maybe part three, because we have a whole lot more to tell. And I do appreciate it, Mike. Best friend in the whole world, man. Yeah, we're just getting started. And thank you for having me on. We have got to do this again. I don't know, next week, sometime soon. Hopefully next week. Hopefully in the next day or two. But yeah, we have got to do this again. Man. I miss talking to you. Oh, trust me, we got a whole lot more going on. Um, so uh, I will talk to you later, and I'll wrap up this uh, edition of the show. Cool, sounds good. I will chat with you and you fine folks later on. All right, brother. Take care. All right, you too. Bye bye. All right, that was my best friend in the whole world, Michael Melkor, um, OVW extraordinary, um, great person, awesome family man. And like he said, we have just scratched the surface on this particular uh, rundown memory lane. The reason why I do this show today in this particular format is because as the world is changing temporarily, and I say temporary because this is temporary, as the world is changing, I want everyone to really, once again, appreciate life, appreciate friends, appreciate what's around you, appreciate your loved ones, pick up the phone, make a phone call, reach out and talk. Because now the way things are, I think it's time for us to get back to basics. Have conversation. You know, put down our phones. Put down Facebook. Put down all that fun stuff. And have a general conversation with a friend. Or a loved one. Or a parent. And reconnect again. I have known uh, Mike since 1994. You do the math, people. And we talk on and off sporadically. But I figure now was a good time than any to really go back and relive our best moments as friends. And what we've been through, what we've experienced, good, bad, ugly, and different, I can tell you that he and I have never had a cross word for one another, never been mad, never had a fight, never of anything. You know, I can honestly say, you know, Michael is my friend. I love him to death. And we have so much more to talk about. But before I go for this particular chapter, because this is a chapter, we're going to have more chapters going on because I want people you know, to really open up and listen to the podcast and share it amongst everyone. If there's a friend you want to talk to, pick up that damn phone. Send that text, all that fun stuff. But before I go, once again, thank you for everyone for tuning in to this experience, the Walker AC Experience. Of course, you can always find me on Walker AC Experience on Instagram, uh, walkerac76.podbean.com, on YouTube under Walker AC. Very soon, we'll be leaving that home and finding a new home. Henry the Fox is going to make a couple of appearances on YouTube. Just stay tuned. Be patient. I appreciate your, your wait. And you can always look up all past shows, including the recently produced I Got Nothing show, which was an extreme hit. You can always go back, listen to the Slacking Majestically show, which I miss, miss, miss Ashley to death. She's awesome. She's doing well. And that's all you need to know. And of course, you can always reach out to us, like, subscribe, comment, 
and write us under slacking majestically01 at yahoo.com. That is slacking majestically01 yahoo.com. And of course, I would like for people to email us and let us know what you're grateful for. Um, and also, let us know if you have any particular uh, new home for the Henry the Fox show because we'll be leaving YouTube shortly and we need a new home. So if you know a new home to put us on, by all means, drop me an email, send me a comment, let me know. And as always, you are important. I care about you. You know, if you need someone to talk to, the Walk Racy experience is always here. Write, email, comment, do what you need to do because once again, you are important. And you'd be surprised how many people out there care about you. Thank you once again and stay tuned for chapter two of the interview between best friends, Michael and Adrian. Goodbye, folks.